Welcome back to BUNB Real as we open up the next chapter, which is chapter six, where we're talking to Greg Kettner about the game changer. If you're ready, let's go. Welcome to the BUNB Real podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and I'm excited that you're here because I want to help people tell their story. Because if you don't tell your story, no one else will. So we're going to jump in and have real conversation with extraordinary people. Let's open the next chapter of the BUNB Real podcast. All right. I am extremely excited today because I have a very uh, good friend of mine um, that we have been, uh, Greg, how long have we been, uh, we, we've been doing our accountability sessions. Oh, COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was COVID. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyways, I, I got to meet Greg Kettner in a, uh, a networking group that we're a part of. And all of a sudden, like we, we said, hey, let's be accountable to each other. And help each other grow and just show up for each other. And so we've been doing that now for over a year through COVID. So I'm excited to have you on, man. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad I can help you out. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, Greg is one funny dude. And uh, so before we get into this chapter uh, of your life, I would love for you to tell everybody who is Greg Kettner. This is me. I, my name is Greg Kettner. I work with professional sports organizations, helping them talk about mental health at work, uh, helping them increase their revenue, lower their turnover by working happy. So I have a program called the Work Happy Game Plan, and um, that's what I do, and I love what I do. I'm a, I'm a dad, uh, I'm a stepkid, and I love to golf. That's right. You love to golf. I always see your little uh, previews in the morning, and you're like, hey, like way to start the day, right? Get a couple yeah, holes in, yeah. so it's good. Most well, days are good. Some days yeah. are <laughs> Well, um, Greg, all right. So let's jump in and let's hear uh, about this chapter of your life that you titled The Game Changer. Um, tell us about it. Yeah. I was working for a software company and uh, we were down in Las Vegas for our biggest event of the year. It was a sales kickoff, 4,000 people. Uh, we kind of overtook the uh, world famous Bellagio Hotel. And every year, it was a week long of training, learning, socializing, networking, that sort of thing. But the highlight of the week was um, the awards banquet. And every year, um, it was a Wednesday night. They would hire an MC, bring them in. Uh, the house band that year was Lenny Kravitz. So it's a pretty big deal. Uh, <laughs> and the number one salesperson uh, got to go home with a brand new Porsche. They'd walk into any Porsche dealership, pick out their car, go home. Uh, that was just a bonus. So it was a big deal. So I was in there. I was at the back of the room sitting with 10 other people I hadn't met yet. And seven minutes into the three-hour event, the MC made uh, a horrible derogatory comment about the first presenter, and he got fired seven minutes into a three-hour program. So the lights came on. They cut off the microphone. The band started playing, and the room went silent. And I was at the back of the room going, wow, sucks to be that dude. Because <laughs> I'd been doing stand-up. Uh, for about six months at that time. So I continued to eat my dinner and had another glass of wine. And about five minutes later, over the PA system, uh, the voice said, ladies and gentlemen, we're so very sorry for what just happened. We want to apologize, but we also want to let you know we're going to be restarting the entire program in 15 minutes. And if anyone knows where Greg Kettner is, we need to talk to him. Oh, no. That's when I freaked out. Because I looked to my left, and there's an exit door. And I looked to the right, like it looked like a mile down was th the stage, massive stage. Um, I said nothing. I was like, I'm not. I thought it was Nathan. I actually thought I was fired. I was like, who 
was I drinking with last night and how much did I have? <laughs> like, why is the voice of God going to call over the PA system my name? So, again, uh, five minutes later, I said, seriously, if anyone knows where Greg's seated or his cell number, his room number, we don't care. And that's when uh, my friend Trevor came running over from the three tables where he was like, dude, they want you to do stand-up comedy. And I was like, no, not here. There's 4,000 people in my, like I've been doing stand-up comedy uh, in pubs, like for 20 people telling fart jokes. Yeah. So I was now outed. So he's dragged me up to the stage. I get back there and I said, Hey, I'm Greg. How can I help? They said, well, you saw what just happened. I said, yeah, I would hate to be that guy. And they said, well, we need you to go up there and clean up the mess. We need you to go up and do 15 minutes of stand-up. We heard you really funny. Um, so we can get our bearings together and restart the program. And I thought, you know what? If, if I don't take this opportunity, it's once in a lifetime. It was a game changer for me. If I don't do it, if I don't get up on stage, I'm not going to have a story to tell my grandkids. I'm not going to have a story for the Be Real, Be Real podcast. Right. <laughs> so I did it. So they're wiring me up with a lapel mic, which I never had before. I'm, I'm freaking out. I can't remember any jokes or my name. And I was standing backstage. There's massive royal blue curtain. And the guy walked out to introduce me. I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, we're so sorry for what just happened. But lucky for us, one of our very own is a very, 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 very funny stand-up comedian. At that point, I turned around. <laughs> there was somebody else behind me. So he walked me to the stage. I stumbled through this curtain into a standing ovation and blinding lights. I had no idea what I was doing. So I took a deep breath. I found the middle of the stage, and I looked up in the audience. I said, hello. My name is Greg Kettner, and I can't do any worse than that guy. <laughs> Eruption. It was so cool, man, because everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's. And then he just, I just, that's what I said. I got that laugh and everything. You know what Jordan says when he's in the zone? Yeah. I don't remember the next 15 minutes. It yeah. was just, I just started telling stories. So uh, it was getting towards the end of the 15 minutes. I looked down at the prompter. They're like, yeah, three more minutes. So I was in sales. And I had this crazy idea. I had a captive audience. I just helped out the company, but I didn't hit my number for a president's club that year. And president's club, if you hit your number, was a $10,000 cruise through Turkey, Italy, and Greece. And so I said, you know what? I'm sorry I didn't hit my number. I apologize, but I'm kind of helping out the company tonight. Is there a way I can get on the boat? No. Shut up. And this guy from the front row stood up, walks the stage, shakes my hand, and goes, kid, you're on the boat. And I go, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm the president of SAP. <laughs> oh, nice. Again, another standing ovation. And as I walked off the stage, I, I learned two lessons that night, very valuable lessons, which were a game changer for me. Number one, always say yes, even though you don't know what the hell you're going to do. Yeah. And number two, always bet on yourself, especially when you're in Vegas. Okay. And so that night, I, it, was, it was an absolute I, – I went into that banquet hall you're going to have a good time, good steak dinner, a couple glasses of wine. And, and I walked out of there with a new, not a new lease on life, but a new idea that I never even thought I could achieve. Yeah. Well, it was you, awesome. you took advantage of, uh, of an opportunity. Yeah. Um, you took advantage of an opportunity. Um, so before we go to the next phase, if you're okay with this, yeah. uh, I'm a, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper. Um, right. So you're sitting in the back of the room and all of a sudden you hear, Greg Gettner to the stage, Greg Gettner to the stage. Like, how did you feel in that moment? Like what, what was going on? 
I, I was, uh, it was fight or flight. I honestly, I, I saw the, the exit door that I walked into. I was like, well, I can go out and gamble yeah. or I could go to the stage and gamble. Okay. But so I, I, I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I, I really love like a guy doing stand-up comedy for anybody who's done stand-up or performing arts, like a sold out room. We're in the grand ballroom, 4,000 people. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to have that opportunity. I never will probably. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was my good friend, Trevor Milius, who, who, who knew I could do it. Yeah. He, he had the belief in me. I, I didn't have as much belief as Trevor did. And so, so I'm thankful to him that he, he pulled me up on stage. So somebody believed in you enough and said, you're going to do this. Yeah. And then you had a choice to make, which was fight or flight, right? You leave yeah. or go up on stage. And then of course you end up going up on stage um, but what was that moment? Like, tell me about the moment going through your head when you're like, I'm doing this. Like, how did you get to that, that point? I just said, you know, it's just, it's now or never. I, I'd always wanted to be, I mean, we, uh, my dad, we used to listen to Bill Cosby records. I mean, that's how old I am records. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're coming back. Like I got a record player. It's all good. <laughs> um, and so I had always thought as a kid, I was like, man, if there's any way that I can make a living, making people laugh and, and it was at that moment, you know, Trevor's like, you got this. He goes, who cares? Who cares what you say? Who cares yeah. if the jokes land? It's the fact that I took that leap of faith. And I, I, and I don't know where it came from. I mean, it was definitely from Trevor. Yeah. Um, and I've just always had the, all right, let's do it. What, what, what else can happen? Like, it can't yeah. get any worse than what, what the other guy had done. Wow. And so, and then when I walked out there, I said, I, I can't do any worse than that guy. I had the crowd in the palm of my head. I just started chatting with him. And it was it was so effortless. Effortless that. and instant. And you got a cruise out of the deal. So yeah, how was uh, the cruise? Like, don't go into detail, but how was the cruise? <laughs> it was amazing. And then I got to perform. They go, well, we'll let you on the boat, but you have to do a real show. We want real jokes and everything. So I had about three months to plan for it. Um, and so every night I was going to the clubs and working on these jokes. And, yeah. and some of them would land and some of them wouldn't because I was trying to write about the company. Yeah. Um, and so I, w- I was going to perform. There was a 800 seat theater, uh, which was packed. And uh, they said now opening for Joss Stone, Greg Kettner. And Joss Stone is a, a Grammy award winning singer. So here I am on the stage. I can still hear the band setting up behind the curtain and everything. And I look down at uh, the teleprompter again. Now there's on the cruise ship somewhere in the middle of the Mediterranean. I said, it's my clever privilege and pleasure to welcome Josh Stone to the stage. And then we partied with the band all night long. It was, it was an amazing evening. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, well, what I took away from that is uh, be willing to step out there, take your shot, right? When that one shot yeah. open, opens itself up, take it. Um, and the power of one laugh. Cause I think in that moment, uh, that's kind of what I took away right then is just the power of one laugh and making the crowd. You like, you got them, you got them yeah. in that moment. So yeah. I love that. Um, all right. So if you're just tuning in, make sure uh, you, you check this guy out. His name is Greg Kettner, and we're opening a chapter with him, and it's called The Game Changer. So, Greg, let's move on to the next phase of, of after that, right? Because something yep. else happened, right? You got to meet somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got back from the cruise. I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm going to be a millionaire within a month. Um, didn't happen. But um, I was doing an open mic, and this is when I really believed in myself that I could uh, do it. Uh, uh, Robin Williams said something to me and I was like, okay, I've got this. 
And that's when I stopped doing sales and started doing stand-up comedy for the next six, seven years. But we were doing an open mic at this pub in Vancouver. And uh, Vancouver, they do a lot of films up there because of the dollar and um, the diversity and everything. Yeah. So there was two shows. It was a Tuesday night at Irvinwell. Seven o'clock show, which I was on, was for the rookies. The nine o'clock was for the veterans. Um, but they would take, um, they would vote on who had the best show of the rookies, and they get to open the nine o'clock show. So we were always trying to do better and better. So I was halfway through my five minute set telling fart and poop jokes again. The door opened up, and in walked my hero, Robin Williams. In my head, I'm like, oh my God, that's Robin Williams. He sat down, ordered a beer, and he laughed at my jokes. And I was like, I, I, this is just amazing. So as I walked off stage, I thought, how am I going to be different than anybody else that's walked up to Robin Williams and asked him for an autograph or asked him for a picture and said, you're my favorite comedian. So I decided that I was going to pretend that I had no idea who he was. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I went and got a beer, and I went and sat down beside him at the bar and uh, he kind of looked over at me. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Totally like I had no idea. And uh, I said, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from San Francisco. I'm just up here working on a movie. I was like, well, that's, that's cool. Are you the sound guy? You do catering? <laughs> and he kind of looked over at me like, how come John Goodman has no idea who I am? <laughs> <laughs> he totally had him, right? I said, yeah, no, no, no. He goes, goodwill hunting, Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm like, nah, still nothing. He goes, are you sure? And I go, you know what? I'm just, I'm totally messing with you, dude. I know who you are. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I just want to see if I can make you laugh. And he said, well, you did. He goes, you're funny. And he goes, keep on doing what you do because you'll never know the difference you make in someone's life. You may never hear of it again. You may never see of them again. But one laugh can change someone's life. And I heard those words that night, but I didn't understand them. So after the show, um, it was time for the nine o'clock show. And the guy running the room said, Hey, Robin, do you want to do some time? He said, sure. He went up, he did two and a half hours. Wow. So when I was up there doing my five minutes, there were seven people in the bar, the bartender, the waitress, and five comics. Yeah. No charge to get in. And now it's 250 people. The bouncers are charging 20 bucks to get in. It's lined about the window. It was, it was an amazing night. And he just did two and a half hours of gold material. Wow. So after that, uh, he said, hey, thanks for making me laugh, and thanks for treating me like a regular person. I appreciate it. He goes, what do you want? I said, I'd love to get a picture, man. And he said, I appreciate it, Greg. I'll see you around. And that was it. Nice. But his belief in me, combined with the fact that I just finished Vegas like three or four months before, going, yeah, I can do this. So like any brave young guy thought, yeah, I'll quit my job and start doing stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what, what, what an exciting opportunity, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden your hero walks in the back door and now you could see him on stage, like from stage you saw him yeah. walk in. I could totally see him. I would have had like a total freeze moment, like, uh, and uh, totally bit yeah. my tongue or something, <laughs> but okay. So then you sit down with them, you have this great conversation and you kind of mess with them a little bit. Uh, but I love, I love what, uh, what he said to you and kind of what I took away from this is you never know, um, how laughter can change your life, yep. you know? And I know he was such a funny guy and I've heard so many stories about him and everything, but I always remember, um, I can't remember the name of the movie right now. It just bounced off my head, but, um, whenever he's the doctor, right. 
Oh yeah, Patch Adams. Patch Adams, yeah. yeah. And just the whole the whole Patch Adams thing. Like make somebody laugh. Laughter's contagious and it's it, it actually helps. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. And well, he's me- a gracious human being. It, it's sad, you know, that he had he struggled with his demons as well, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and it's just it, it's sad that someone that that caring and that kind died that way. But he was he was a light to many people and, and he gave me the confidence to I mean, yeah, sure, Vegas was was a big boost, but it's different when your hero says, you know what? You're funny. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, somebody at that level, right? The genie, I mean, come yeah. on now, you know, the genie <laughs> looks at you and says, keep doing what you're doing. Like that's, that's if big. the genie tells you to do something, you, you better do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Well, um, all right. So, so let's, let's go on. There's one more element to this game changer uh, chapter. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's touch on this last piece and I want everybody to stick around and listen to this because this is good. Yeah. No. So again, that night I, I heard what he said. Uh, keep making people laugh because you never know the difference you make. But about a year and a half later, I understood what he meant. And I was doing a show. I was, it was my own show. It was in the hotel um, lobby bar. So it was every Thursday night. And I was emceeing the show. So when you emcee, you do the first five or ten minutes. Then you bring five guys up. They each do five. And the headline goes a half hour. So after the first guy, uh, I brought him up, um, I, I saw this father and son walk in. They sat down in the front row, crossed their arms, ordered a beer, were not smiling, put their feet on the stage. Just not good body language for a comedy mm-hmm. show. <laughs> and uh, so I talked to them a little bit, but they seemed kind of frumpy, grumpy, whatever. And, and that, in my head, I thought, you know what? Instead of getting laughs, I'm going to give laughs. I'm going to make these two, whatever I have to do, I'm going to make these guys laugh. That's legal. And, <laughs> That's legal. I like that. And uh, so, you know, I, I started talking to them a little bit. And then at one point I said, hey, bartender, can you get these two guys another round of beers and uh, put it on their tab, uh, which got a chuckle out of them, right? And I'm like, finally, that we got we got a hole in the dam. Yeah. By the time the headliner got up, they were laughing and having a good time, throwing their head back, laughing, and, and, and a regular part of the show. So afterwards, I, I always like to go up to the audience and talk to them where they come from, how they hear about it, did they have fun, blah, blah, blah. So I started talking to these two guys, and I said, hey, how did you hear about the show? And they said, well, this is the first time we've come. We've been li- living in the hotel for the past eight weeks. I said, oh, are you, like, okay, are you moving here? Or, and they said, no, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so my son and I have been staying in the hotel. She's been in the hospital across the street. Um, and we've been meaning to come, but every day we go to doctor appointments, we visit with her and we're so drained. We come home, we eat, and we fall into bed. And I said, well, thanks for coming out tonight. I said, how, how is your mom doing? And the kid looked at me, had with tears in his eyes. He said, mom passed away this morning. Man. And my heart just stopped. I, here's two strangers. I'm starting to tear up and three dudes after a comedy show are standing around drinking a beer and crying because his kid's mom and his wife had died. So yeah. finally the dad said, you know what, Greg, thank you so much for making us laugh tonight because it's the first time in eight weeks that me and my son have almost felt normal. Mm-hmm. And that's when it hit me. Robin Williams told me a year and a half earlier, you'll never know the difference you make in someone's life because he made him laugh. And I've, I've kept that. And that's what fuels me. And now every day, I built my business around making people happy. Mm-hmm. 
happy at work, happy at home, because there's nothing better than if we're laughing and having a good time. I mean, we're not always going to be happy. I mean, happy's a utopia, right? But being fulfilled and the more happy you are, the more fulfillment we have, the more we can share with our family and friends and, and to me. But yeah, those three stories have kind of all interconnected and yeah. it's the power of one laugh, right? You never yeah. know. You never know. Well, and that that's just what I took away from that one. You never know the impact that you'll make uh, yeah. in somebody else's life. And I love what you said and you flipped it. Instead of getting laughs, you were giving laughs. Yeah. And uh, it was your mission that night to give them a laugh, no matter what, you know, to take them from sitting back in their chair yeah. with their arms crossed to all of a sudden they're engaged. Yeah. And laughing, yeah. Um, you know, and give them a little bit of peace because I'm sure it was an extremely rough period of time in their life. And yeah. um, that's 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 good. But you never know. Right. I mean, you it never know. Well. And, you know, some days when I'm having a rough day, I think back to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what it must have been like for them. But how good I felt. Not because I gave last book, because we connected on a whole different level. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I think back to like at, at the end of that story, at the end of that particular part of this chapter, where all of a sudden you're up there and they tell you that, oh, yeah, she just passed away. Like in that moment, was there like panic or was there like, like, how did you respond? I, I just said, I'm so sorry. And I, I yeah. felt guilty because, you know, when they weren't laughing at the beginning, I'm like, well, what are these two guys sitting here? Drinking a beer, yeah. not laughing. But yeah. you know, we never we never know the other person's story, and that's what I love about what you're doing with the yeah. be you and be real. If we don't share our stories, nobody's gonna know. That's it. You know, that's a, that's exactly it. So don't judge other people just because they're not they're not in, in the state of mind that you expect everybody yeah. to be. Yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. Oh yeah, there's a whole chapter <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, this is awesome. Like Greg, thank you so much um, for you're coming welcome. on the show. This has been an amazing, amazing chapter. Uh, if you're if you're just tuning in here at the end, we've been talking uh, to Greg Kettner, and we've been talking about his chapter that he has titled "The Game Changer." So, uh, Greg, thank you for being on the show. If somebody wants to connect with you, best way to do it on your website. Website or my email is Greg at gregkettner.com. But also, too, Nathan, thank you so much for this past year. Uh, it's great to have a guy successful like you, a great mentor, holding me accountable, and we hold each other accountable. And, and we've had happy days. We've had happy conversations. And we've had what-the-hell conversations. Yeah, <laughs> but overall, the continuum, right? It, it's it. so what, what you're doing with the BU and Be Real is, is amazing, and everybody needs more of it. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your friendship. And welcome, thank, you, uh, thank you for the laughs. Uh, keep welcome. giving them, all right? Yeah. Awesome. We'll catch you later, Greg. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Well, everybody, you've been tuning in. We talked to Greg Keckner and Chapter 6 talking about the game changer. And so my challenge to you this week, after hearing Greg's story, go make somebody laugh. All right? Always remember as we go into the next chapter, we'll see you on the next episode, but be you and be real. We'll catch you later. Well, thank you for tuning in to this chapter of the Be You and Be Real podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you or someone you know is looking to share your story, go to beunbereal.com to inquire how to become a guest on the show. Until next time, live your life on purpose. Be you and be real. We'll see you in the next chapter.